What's up, y'all? I'm your host, Andrew Lanza. Welcome to Buffs and Nerfs, presented by The Microfinery. This podcast will be hosted by myself and Sam Hall. Sam and I will explore the cultural significance of video games and examine their artistic merit and how it reflects the industry as a whole. So sit back and enjoy Buffs and Nerfs. And as always, a subscribe and positive rating on this or anything you've listened to would be greatly appreciated. Okay, back at it again. You got myself, Andrew Lanza. You got Sam Hall. It's Buffs and Nerfs. You know what it is. How you doing, Sam? Wait, what is this? Is, it, is this still a podcast? It's actually um, a live tableau. Oh, interesting. I love it. A freeze, if you will. I'm doing great. How are you doing today? I'm good. I'm good. Just finish up work. Um, otherwise, yeah, just uh, stoked on podcast life you know how it is chatting about the video games y'all yeah man um so for this episode i thought we would talk about uh kind of like difficulty in video games and really the big question of like are games too easy these days before we jump into that though i want to go with a little topical topical news um new destiny 2 trailer mm-hmm. for um what, what, what the fuck is the expansion for destiny called two. Yeah, for Deb, but what's, what's, what's the expansion? Beyond Light. Beyond Light. I was like, Undying Light? I'm like, that's not, that's a different game. Um, So yeah, so they dropped the new trailer today. Um, What are your thoughts? Hey, hit me with your initial thoughts. I liked it. It looks good. Uh, I'm curious to see how the whole freezing people will carry out in PvP. They did like a bunch of the footage was on uh, Metro? Metropolis? What's that one called? That that downtown? Yeah, theme? and then there's also that one from Destiny 1 as well, Tang yeah. the the vex one the, yeah tangled shore it's always something yeah. sure um yeah no i'm I, i'm curious to get a new uh uh subclass no what's the proper term for like a new element i guess it is i, I guess yeah, this means it's gonna be like stasis yeah. weapons as well it's not just a class right yeah from what i i, I think they came right out and said that but if they didn't that's what i'm gonna kind of assume anyway yeah yeah uh no i i thought it looked uh interesting i'm curious like i said the only thing i'm curious about is uh, how it's going to play out with PvP where because I got to say one thing that the game does very rarely but does is a scorn with that blue like tractor beam where you can't move. Oh you love that. That's your favorite mechanic in the game. I hate that more than I hate <laughs> You get cheese. Well you Andrew more than I hate you. Um, but uh, yeah Ouch. so like now, now somebody started a grenade at me and I'm just frozen and taking damage. I mean it's not really that much different when you step back mathematically than throwing like a area effect grenade that damages you over time but it's just sort of like I'm gonna see how that plays out, but uh, no, it looks good. The only question I had about it was, um, so you know the the thing where you shoot like ice comes out of walls, and you can use those uh, platform to jump up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I wasn't clear if that was a Titan class thing or just a grenade. I only saw a Titan do it. Can only Titans do that? Like I, I was sort of curious how that plays out. But yeah, um, no, it looked good. Looked interesting. Yeah, uh, I'm not sure about that. It kind of looked like they all had something like that. Yeah, it seemed like I, I, it, it wasn't very clear on that. What it really looked like was all the subclasses kind of work in tandem. It's like you have like a, a big freeze AOE um, kind of attack that freezes everybody, and then you can come in with like a different class that does like a big like AOE damage effect. Mm-hmm. That's probably going to get like a multiplier. Um, so I, I like that. Um, I mean, overall, like fucking Bungie knows how to make a trailer. Like, like the music, it was just, yeah, it was fire. It's, it's, it's a good trailer, but I am going to say like every one of their trailers is kind of the same. I was thinking this when I was yeah. watching it. It's always like a fire team of the three classes runs forward. They attack. They run the forward. Like, they attack. It's like, it's, it's like happening. Dump- it's like dubstep shot of mix. the landscape without anything in it. Vex up close appearing. And it's just like, all right, you know, Inception Bells kind of happened a decade ago. And yeah. I would love like something like, like, uh, like if, if they got Warner Herzog to do a Narrated. Destiny trailer. I, I, the, I know we're both trying right now of, to bring The plight of man oh, is yeah, futile. Yeah, the plight of the, of the Guardian. The plight... Uh, of the guardian is like watching the trees on a vine die as it does every winter only to be reborn in the spring all right wow we are really wasting time but yeah no but overall i really liked it i i like that they did a focus on pvp like you said and kind Mm -hmm. of got us uh, a taste of the subclasses it's gonna be interesting how they work in pvp i'm very curious yeah 
Um, because I mean, that could be super OP if you can just like freeze everybody all the time. I mean, if it's a super Yesh or whatever, but yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll have to see. Right. Um, but yeah, tra- trailer was cool. Bungie knows how to make a trailer. Um, I'm super excited. I'm super hyped. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I can't wait. Destiny is one of those things too, where it's like, I generally try to avoid trailers for things, be it video games, especially movies or like TV shows or whatever. Mm. But I don't know what it is with Destiny. I'm like hit me with all the info like minus like storyline spoilers like just like hit me with all the info like i don't care give me a big old info dump on that shit well i'm gonna say with destiny you know story spoilers aren't really a big deal because there really yeah. isn't story that in quote story in quotation marks go over there and shoot things all right good job there's gonna be a big thing at the end that you're gonna have that's gonna be a little take you a little longer to kill i mean um, there is there is a lot of story and lore but it always yes. just happens like in the background the it's, actual story you're doing is usually pretty inconsequential it's it's a shame that like they hide all this uh, interesting lore uh, in the game in like the little sort of like sub tabs and stuff like that. Like, uh, am I allowed to shout out to a website? Is that is that yeah? Fun? Of course. All right, of shout course. out to Ishtar Commander, or not Ishtar Commander, Ishtar Collective. Collective, Ishtar Collective. Yeah, uh, they've they compiled all the lore together and like I mean I spent an afternoon reading the entire. Uh, oh, what was that book on the Dreadlot Dreadnought? It's basically the history book of, of the Sorrows. High. Book of Sorrows, I think so. It's got like 55 parts or something like that. Yeah. I, yeah, well, I, I Sorry, go ahead. I'm just saying they have like a lot of lore in this game that's really interesting and fascinating, but really it's all deep. so hidden behind stuff. And it's just like, it's it. I feel like what I would love to see them do in the future is start bringing more of that lore to the surface. Because like, it's always like, oh, yeah, Savathun. Oh, yeah, I guess Rasputin. It's like, you're, you, I don't feel connected to the story when I'm playing mm-hmm. it until I've like read about it. Yeah, I fully concur. All right, well, uh, moving on from Destiny, which I'm sure we will talk again at some point. Absolutely. There's the we're gonna we've talked about it. there. There will be a big like Destiny episode, probably closer to when uh, Beyond Light comes out. But absolutely, uh, we'll 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 save all that fun stuff uh, for that time. So now on to the bigger picture. Sam Hall, mm-hmm. do you think games are too easy these days? I'm going to say. Either no with a but or yes with a but. Like it's uh, and that's one. Wow, not a cop out at all. Yeah, no, no, I don't cop out. I uh, (laughs) out cops. That doesn't make any sense. All right, this is getting political. We don't want to get there. Um, I think what it's just sort of interesting to me how like when I was a kid playing video games, and these were a lot often not quite like the Destiny kind of shooter stuff, but more like uh, adventure games and stuff like that. I remember like playing a game and just being like, I don't know what the hell I'm supposed to do here. This is really hard. And I didn't have the internet at the time as a reference and being like, Oh, Oh, I was supposed to put like the stick into the cheese wheel and that becomes the sundial that'll allow the pirate to tell what time it is. Okay. And then he'll give me the key. It's like, there was a lot of hard to that. And also games like, for example, well, going back really long, like Wolfenstein 3d and doom and stuff like that. Like they were pretty tough. They, They had health packs and stuff like that. But um, I would say today's games are very forgiving. And it's not just that the like the actual activity you're doing, like combat is hard. What I find kind of interesting in this whole uh, topic is that like games now hold your hand for a long time. It used to be you just had like a quick five minute. All right, here's how you shoot a gun. Here's how you pick something up, go nuts. And, but now it's like you'll find the tutorials and like are so easing you into it throughout a game that like you play for like two hours and you're still getting pop-ups saying okay here's a new mechanic that we have to explain to you and show you gently how to do so i would say games have gotten a lot easier in the past 20 years it feels like around 2000 for some reason uh it started jump to 3d sorry what kind of like the jump to 3d times I exactly well actually i was thinking about this um when we, when this topic came up as what we were going to discuss it, I was like, well, where would kind of be like one of the changing points? And I think one of the changing points uh, for difficulty in video games actually came with the Call of Duty series when it went from shooters used to be you have 100 health, someone shoots you, you're now down to 90, you got to find a health pack, so you're looking around for a health pack and stuff like that. But Call of Duty games became kind of like shoot a couple guys, give it a second, your health will come back, shoot a yeah, couple regen- guys, you know, like regenning health, yeah. yeah. Regenning health, thank you, that is the term. I find that since things like that got introduced, like it's basically games now are very much, they don't want you to come up against too hard of a wall. Like you should always feel like you're moving forward, which I guess is, you know, makes sense. Cause you don't want to like, I, I remember those games where it was hard, but I also remember being like, well, 
fuck this game and then my mom's saying don't swear and i'm all like you're not the boss of me or my mom and then was this last uh, week no 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 this was uh pre-covid it was like in january around my birthday but yeah so i would say games have gotten easier and it's not just necessarily that the combat and shooting mechanics are hard or the role-playing aspect or even just like the strategy aspects depending what kind of game you're into but it's more like it's it's holding your hand a lot more too which i think is sometimes you know you need to be just kind of i like a game that just says here here's our basic thing just go do it figure it out for yourself i kind of like that feeling of learning the system rather than being like okay i know how to do this because i've just had 10 pop-ups saying all right to pull the trigger pull rt on your controller how about you well actually sorry i did have a question for you this i grew up as we discussed in another episode on a pc you were on console what was it like what was the difficulty level on console i didn't really have an exposure to that well, um, on console, I would say, I mean, I'd say there is like, they're always geared a little bit more towards kids. Like, obviously, you're going to have more of like a quote, hardcore game, be it like whether it's like an RPG or like a platformer or whatever. Like, there were some punishing games for, for Super Nintendo and like Nintendo and stuff like Battletoads on Nintendo is notoriously hard for like the NES Um on like super nintendo like some of the final fantasy games like some of those bosses are absolutely punishing so yeah i mean there is like a difficulty curve but overall um just for the for for the topic i i do think that video games have become easier especially i think um more like north american games um good point good point yeah i mean i i feel like uh, a lot of japanese games are just like fuck it like this is how hard it is um but yeah, I I think what you hit upon, like the whole hand holding aspect, is probably the like the biggest kind of um, difference in terms of difficulty that's that that's happened. Um, a game I mentioned in the last podcast, um, or however many podcasts ago, a previous uh, podcast. Yeah, I, I'm not sure exactly, when, but Journey. Uh, Journey is a game that you know they you just start and you're a little character and you're in the desert and they're like go and there's a mountain in the background with a light shining into it and you're only left to assume that you need to go towards that mountain so there's something to be said about the simplicity in, in games like that where it just like drops you in and then there's other games that are like on the flip side that games like twilight princess um the the legend of zelda game twilight princess has like the same fucking prompts for like like all through the game and then so many times you're like mashing a or whatever to like get through the prompts and then at the end of the prompt it's like do you understand and then it defaults to a is no go over it again or like or like you have to go like select down for okay i got it type thing so you'll be sitting there like mashing a or whatever button is for like the whole prompt and then you get to the end after like 10 seconds of mashing the button and then you have to go through it all again you're like son of a bitch and then you end up doing it like four times because you're because i i say you but i mean me i'm a complete idiot so like 12 minutes late i'm at least a partial idiot so don't don't worry you're not alone there i mean yeah so it's it's par for the course um, but yeah, so, so I, I will say there's a lot of like handling, like I've played like a lot of other games, like, um, I remember there was this game for, um, the 3DS that I, I played, um, it was like Mario and Luigi curse of the, I don't know, it was something, it was one of those Mario and Luigi games and those Mario and Luigi games are, they're like a kind of like a turn-based action RPG that, uh, they're geared towards kids and they're actually like very funny and cute, but oh my God, the handholding that goes on in that game and the prompts and they just, I hate it when games like just repeatedly tell you stuff over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I, I digress. I'm, I'm going off on a tangent here about handholding. Seems topical all the way through to me. Yeah. So anyway, so a uh, long story short, I do think games have gotten easier. But I mean, then there are games that definitely are very difficult and have like a punishing difficulty. Whether you, you know, play a game and put it on the hardest setting or you just play a game like, I don't know, Cuphead or you know some japanese shmup that um shoot them up like you know like mm-hmm. the little the little uh, you're in like a little plane like i've seen some of those crazy uh shmups from japan that are just like bullet hell like it's just fucking bullets everywhere These are like the 2d ones where you're just like spraying bullets in like a yeah. wave pattern like a wedge pattern from your ship and it's just nonsense going all around Exactly. I used exactly. to play a lot of those actually when I was younger. Yeah, I used to. I, I you know what? I do dig those like 1942 and shit like that. Oh, and, such a good waste of quarters. 
Oh yeah, and like Abadox and some other games. Like there, there's a bunch of them. They're like they're really good. And but yeah, I've seen some of like the newer ones now. When you're like fighting a boss, it's literally like the whole screen is covered in bullets, and then there's just like a little tiny space that you have to like contain yourself to, and it's like constantly. Yeah, it's it's insane. It's almost like a rhythm game at that point, mm. more than a more than a shmup. Absolutely. Uh- um, so what so what do you think are like some ways that games, you know, had a harder difficulty in the past? Like what well, what what do you think would would kind of like increase that difficulty spike in a game when you'd be playing? What are some of those kinds of things? Well, there was often well, first of all, if we're going far enough back like to adventure games, which is probably too far back for this uh, topic, um there would be things like where you forgot to pick up uh the wrench in the garage and now you're like you've played for like an hour and a half and you're at this thing. It's like, Oh, I need a wrench to undo this, but I can't go back. Like, um, there used to be just that level of like, well, you're fucked. I would say that one of the big changes is, uh, auto saves and save points. It used mm, to be yeah. like in games. Uh, I remember playing final fantasy 10, which is a way, a ways back, but not like ancient history. You would start playing and you'd be like, okay, I've got a save point. You, one of those little globes that you would save at, And then, you'd be like playing for a while and it was actually kind of shitty to play if you were like oh i'm going to work soon or something like that uh you'd be like i really hope there's a save point soon um oh oh big boss battle just started oh shit you know and it's like now when you play a game almost all of them have like your your save point is automatically only like maybe a at the most a minute back or something like that it's like every time you open a chest or every time you talk to somebody there's an instant autosave and stuff like that which can be good and can be like it, it sounds like i'm complaining about like the convenience of that but i'm i'm not but it does feel like there was a bit of stress when you were like okay you know what i know I, my last save is five minutes ago and how this game's been sort of like the rhythm of this game saving you know i know i've probably got at the least at least 10 minutes until my next save i better be on the ball you know i've got a couple combats coming up i gotta fight those i gotta make sure i use the right power like i find often when playing modern games that have checkpoint saves so frequent it doesn't really you're like yeah okay you know you just like Mm -hmm. and you die and dying's a non-event destiny unfortunately is a little bit like that except for when you're in the darkness zones but even then you know i don't know there's reses and stuff yeah 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 i mean uh, like one thing you said was um, the mechanic of like you know you need a wrench and you're at the end of the game but you know the the shop that sold wrenches blew up or whatever yeah like back in the day that used to be almost like good game design where it's like oh like I remember specifically in one of those I played um, this this is uber nerdy but I played the text based game for Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy mm-hmm and I got like you get right to the end and then so when you start the game when you very like right at the very beginning of the game there's mail on your stoop like on your uh, porch and if you don't pick that up later like the very last thing in the game I forgot what it is but you have to like jam you have to like jam something into like a tube and if you don't have that mail to like jam into the tube sorry you got to start the game again Oof, yeah and it's like like that's a text based game so there's no saves or anything yeah. anyway but yeah i mean like back in the day that was considered fine game design now if you had something like that that would be considered like bad game design people like would be that's, outraged people yeah, would be that's, outraged that's like a that's like a soft lock like you just soft locked yourself in a game especially if you have like like you said save files if you don't have a save file from before the soft lock you're fucked you're like you you can't progress and um Interesting enough, actually, there is like a subset of gamers and I've seen like a bunch of YouTube videos for different games where people try to soft lock games. That's just a complete. Yeah, it's just a complete aside. They're just like, can I soft lock this game? And then they'll go through and it's like they'll try to find every way to soft lock themselves. And then be like, oh, wait, no, actually, if I do this thing, then I actually can earn enough money to actually buy that thing. So wait, no, wait. So they just do all these things to try. Anyway, it's pretty cool. But yeah, I mean, as far as games go, I remember games back in the day being like punishing, like fucking like Contra and shit mm-hmm. where, um, you know, that's just like a side scrolling shooter. But like Contra, you have no like you have no hits like you get hit once you're dead. I remember another game for the Super Nintendo. Um, 
Super Ghouls and Ghosts and Ghouls and Ghosts for the NES. Those games were punishing. They were fucking like those Konami games. You um you had armor, you got hit, you lost your armor and you were like in your boxers and then if you got hit again, you were dead. So there was just a lot of things like that that, you know, they just threw like tons of enemies, like you said, lack of checkpoints or saves. Even like back in the day, right? Like they're like your game didn't save unless you had a password. Um you died, you lost all your lives. It's like good good try. Try, you know, you you the game resets and you're right at the title screen again that's it you start again um same with like you know i guess that kind of difficulty of like you know that way with like the lives just resetting like that just kind of uh calls back to the arcade days where they they want your quarters they want you to die yeah. so i think that carried on a little bit from the arcade times where um <clears throat> that inflated difficulty was there to eat your quarters and then kind of like once you know people start buying games i feel like maybe that might have been a bit of a turning point um in that well especially when they start adding things like uh narratives to video games like in well i guess in console the legend of zelda or in uh did king's quest have save points i'm pretty sure it did like i think you could I've, save I've never played king's quest i feel like you could save maybe i'm wrong about that but i i do feel like once games became more complex it was no longer viable to go with like the 1970s early 80s pac-man and before method of just like yep you're starting from scratch every single time but i mean i know there were games that were like that kept getting made like that and they're probably still games like that made today but um yeah i i don't know i feel like it's um i feel there has to be a happy medium somewhere between you can fuck yourself completely in a game by not doing something and the literal hand well not literal but almost literal hand holding of like some modern mm -hmm. games and stuff like that like it would be great if there was like there's iron man mode for a lot of games which is interesting uh uh um well, just, or like or like a boss or like a boss um gauntlet mode or something like that yeah well, well what's interesting is a strategy game i play on the pc called stellaris you can't get achievements unless you're in the iron man mode like you can't oh, oh save yeah it's kind of interesting like i mean i'm not really an achievement hound but i do like that kind of feeling of sort of like okay if i make a decision now i can't take it back you know okay let's see what just happens but uh yeah no i would say basically in the last 20 years there's definitely been a, a, a sharp increase of we don't want you to ever get stuck and i'm gonna say part of that's probably a business model thing where it's like well if someone's stuck on a game they're just gonna stop liking the game they're not gonna be interested in buying another game maybe from that franchise or from the producer and also if you're stuck on a game you're gonna spend a lot of time trying to get past that one thing that has you stuck whether it's a mechanic or a save thing or whatever uh so you're not finishing a game so you're not going out and buying another game also yeah um one thing you touched on was um i feel like once games got more uh narrative driven they don't want to like if a game is you know a very narrative heavy game they don't want to lock you out of finishing that story you know what i mean mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so a lot of times it's like yeah they want you to finish the game they want you to finish the story so if they put in some really insane difficulty spike then um yeah you're not gonna be able to finish that story so i mean i i could fully see that happening but um yeah i mean i, th I think it's just kind of like um Sometimes you have to take that as a de design philosophy. Like you have all like the Soulsborne games, which I've only very briefly dabbled into. Like I can't, I, I can't, I'm not a masochist like that. I can't yeah. put myself through that kind I of I haven't help. even tried. I've just been like, no, I know I'm not going to have a good time with that. Yeah. And then games like um, I mentioned earlier, Cuphead, but I, I played a bunch of Cuphead. My buddy has it. And that game is a shit ton of fun. But like, God damn dude it's fucking hard it's absolutely gorgeous the end like it's all hand-drawn animation i think it's made by some dudes in from burlington uh i think it's like two brothers from burlington made the game or like brampton or something like that but um yeah that's Bradford. Ooh, it might have been bradford i mean yeah, just throw just it all the bees. Barry, it's it's the uh gateway to barry in lake simcoe but yeah, so I mean, there are games that, that just even like take it as like a design philosophy where they they are going to be hard. And then obviously there's different modes in games. There's, you know, there's easy, medium, hard, obviously, or whatever. I remember I played through fucking um, Metal Gear Solid 2 on European Extreme. <laughs> Wait, sorry. Was that actually like, it's the selection like easy, normal, European Extreme, not just extreme? It was easy, I think I mean, they might have been very easy, but there was like very easy, easy, medium, hard, extreme. And then there was like this special like European extreme. And what th makes it European extreme? It was it was this was on the redux of the game. So there's Metal Gear Solid 2 substance. 
And the original Metal Gear Solid 2 had a, like the extreme mode. So it had extreme. Mm-hmm. But in Europe, their extreme mode was harder for some reason. Like the PAL version was harder. I'm not sure what the differences are. I'm sure you can go online and find the differences between extreme and European extreme. Anyway, so I played it on European extreme. And you literally had to be flawless. I finally got to this one boss. There's this one boss you have to fight that he's playing like he's planting bombs. He's, he's named Fat Man. He's 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 a chubby dude rolling around on roller skates. Okay, Kojima. And he's literally like dropping bombs as you're fighting him. So you have to fight the boss while disarming bombs. And like you can't focus on one or the other too much. Anyway, I couldn't beat that. That 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 was like I could not go any farther. I tried that encounter so many times. And I could just not do it. So, oh, yeah, sorry. Go ahead. Go, ahead, go ahead. Oh, I was going to ask, like, did you decide, okay, you know what? I'm just not going to finish this. Or did you go, okay, I'll bring the level down. Well, could you even bring the level down? Well, I already had, I had already beaten the game fucking. Oh, okay. okay. A do- so maybe, not a okay. dozen times, but like, I don't know, five, six, seven, eight times before that, before trying European Extreme. So this was more like a save file that's like, I'm going to test myself type thing. Um, But it was and fun. That man beat you, apparently. He beat me there. I remember the boss previous to that is a harrier jet and i thought i i got to the point where i thought i could not beat the harrier jet it's just like it just cuts to the point where you just need like crazy good rng on the fight you know what i mean Mm -hmm. it's like Mm -hmm. oh this bomb landed beside this bomb i'm kind of like i took too much damage from that now i'm dead it's like you need like this bomb to land over here and like that bomb to kind of land over there so you're not taking like all the splash damage and it's just i don't know there's just like a lot of rng that just needs to be perfect even like even if you're perfect you still need that like perfect run Right. Well, I got to say, by the way, when you said there were, the previous boss was a Harrier jet, I was like, it's Kojima. So it's probably the type of jet that's a Harrier, or is it just a jet with a lot of hair on it? Okay. Okay, okay Dad. Wah, wah. No, I honestly was like, uh, yeah, no, it's probably the regular jet, but Kojima. He's got ideas. Yeah. Now, as far as, like, when you play a game, when you, when you boot up a game mm-hmm. and... Nowadays, I mean, some games don't have it, but if, if you're faced with like, you know, easy, medium, hard, what are you choosing? I used to be all about the hard. Like I was about the hard up until like maybe, I'm honestly only maybe like five years ago or something like that. I'd be like, okay, let's get the challenge. You know, and you'd learn the combo moves and you'd learn like the, okay, I've got to really be on top of using the skills or whatever, depending on the game I was playing, or just simple shooting. I'd say though about like, like I said, about five years ago, I just started making everything medium or normal and that's what i default to now it's kind of like yeah if, if i if i if i get it far enough and i'm like this is not challenging me at all i'll up the difficulty to the next level but generally speaking i'm fine playing on normal which is seems perfect for me where it's like yeah you got to kind of keep an eye on whatever you're doing in the game but you can generally move your way through it pretty pretty steadily so that's what i'm looking for in a game experience now which honestly is probably part of the reason why games overall have gotten easier because of me specifically but um, just generally, like I, I know a lot of people that I've talked to about this. They play like games on normal. I don't, I don't know anyone who plays on. Do you play on hard? I guess. Well, let's throw the question back at you. Do you play on hard? Um, honestly, if I'm booting up a game for the first time, I'm always going to choose medium, normal, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, I've, I've, in the past started games on hard and then been like, okay, wow, this is like way too hard. Uh, the only r- way I'll really pl- like choose hard, I guess, is if like I've played the game already and right. then I'm, I'm kind of doing like a new game plus or something like that, or I'm just playing through again and I'm, you know, very comfortable with uh, with the controls and, and, you know, the the mechanics and whatever. But yeah, I mean, for, for the most part, just just medium. Um, I've I've definitely, as I said, I've chosen games on hard and then the worst is when you can't dunk it down to medium or whatever. Yeah. And then you're just stuck there and you're like, all right, I'm a third through this game. I can either keep slogging through it or I can just, you know, restart it on easy and just get to where I am. But then the thing is, too, when that happens, when you're playing on hard and you're just slogging through it and you're slogging through it and you're like maybe like a quarter through the game. Then when you dunk it down to medium, you're like a god. You're oh, yeah. like so good at the game because you've been uh, like training yourself on this harder difficulty setting and then you're just so good. Well, the funny thing is, is the few times I've done that where I've gone like, okay, I'm going to dunk it down to an e- easier setting. I find after I'm playing for it, I'm like, is this too easy? Maybe I should go back to hard. And then... But then, but then you're soft. But then, but then you're soft then from I your couple back hours. I go back and it's like, oh, God, no, wait, this is terrible. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, honestly, too, it's like, like when I was younger, it's like, yeah, I could fucking sit there. Like, I, I would play games on hard before. Not not all the time, but, you know, I, I would play games on hard for the first time and, like, you know, bash my head against encounters and stuff. But it's like, now I don't have as much time to game and I don't have as much time to play. So I want to be making progress in a game. So if I'm, you know... If I have like an hour at night to play or two hours or whatever, I don't want to sit there and bash my head against the same encounter for two hours. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, Destiny raids aside. But yeah, it's just like I, I yeah, I just don't have that time anymore. That that time commitment. And Emma, does that make me a shitty gamer? Eh, probably. But at the same time, whatever. Um, I do have one buddy uh, who will always, always boots up a game very easy. But the easiest setting they have, whatever the easiest setting is, he'll choose it. He's like, is, he's like, sorry, is this ahead. guy's name Landrew Mansa? No, why would I just okay. said I choose medium? Why would I instantly just lie? I'm just lying for gaming clout. Yeah, that's what I expected. <laughs> my mistake, just, my mistake. Okay, go on. So this I, I play, I play everything. I play everything on European Extreme only. Yeah, so he plays every, and he's like, honestly, man, he's like. I just want to. I just want to play the game. I just want to experience the game. I just want to experience the narrative. Um, I don't want to, you know, fucking fail. I just want to go through the game. He he also plays like a lot of games. So does he finish a lot of games on that level? Is he like, oh yeah, yeah. I'm always yeah 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 games. Oh fuck yeah! I mean, at that if if you're playing on very easy, it'd be pretty yeah pretty absolutely. Well, I mean, I get that. I I get wanting to see. Um, the funny thing is, is uh, when I've played a game and I finish a game, and I'm gonna go back to my my staple Mass Effect rest in peace um the mass effect trilogy i played it on normal beat it great then i played it on hard beat it great and now if i want to play it again i'll probably play it on like normal if not easy where it's just like i don't need the challenge of thing but it's it's interesting someone who's just like right off the bat like oh i don't want the challenge i just want to experience the story and i get that for some games but i i find the feeling of overcoming the challenge is part of the game not mm-hmm, just mm-hmm. the story so i mean i i get why he's doing that but i don't think i would ever default something on very easy unless it was like a critically brutal game like if if dark souls had a very easy mode that was just made it a regular role-playing game maybe i'd check it out kind of thing then that like takes away i feel like a lot of its charm exactly yeah 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 i don't I, like i just i like i get it but also, like you said, right, there is something about that. I mean, I don't I don't like to sit there and bash my head against something, but mm-hmm. I do like I like I like a good challenge where it's like, you know, I like a nicely tuned uh, encounter or a nicely tuned boss fight or whatever, where it's like, you know, you got to fucking sit up. You got to get you got to get your elbows on your knees and you got to you got to lean forward and you got to put your big boy pants on mm-hmm. once in a while. Like, you know, I don't want that all the time. I like to just casually game and fuck fuck around. But um. Yeah, I mean, at the same time, I, I do like games that, um, for instance, like pretty much every Mario game, like every Mario game, they are pretty darn easy. Like, let's let's be honest, they're for kids. Sorry, can I actually interrupt with a question about this before you go any further? Mm-hmm. Mario games, it sounds like you were just about to answer my question, but Mario games don't have a difficulty setting? They don't, they don't. But this, the, the, yeah, the, 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 I was about to get into it. So they, they No, 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 no problem. Um, so they don't have a difficulty setting, but what's really cool about them is, so two ways that they increase the difficulty, which is really cool, is one is, I mean, you can just beat a level. Great, you beat the level. Or there's, you know, tons of collectibles and the collectibles are always in kind of like little areas that are harder to get to. And you got to do like a little wall jump thing and bounce off a guy to get this thing, whatever. So they have collectibles. So they increase difficulty that way where it's like, yeah, you can go from point A to point B, but then you're missing all these like little side kind of things, little collectibles, et cetera, et cetera. And which usually lead to, you know, power ups or something good at costumes or characters, whatever. And then another thing. And fans of Mario series, uh, this Mario series, know is like yes, the game up to up to a point is fairly easy, but then you kind of get to like one of the worlds, and then like you just dial up the uh, the difficulty, um, and then especially a lot in Mario games, like the all the special, there's always like special unlockable levels, like after you beat the game, mm-hmm. but like every Mario has that where there's you know Star Road or like you know Mario World had Star Road and then Special World for instance, and like those levels are punishing like i remember i was playing uh super mario uh the one for um uh the wii u super mario 3d world 
And is that the like, one where you have a hat and you're throwing it at things and you become No, you know, that's that's um that, that that's the newest Mario. That's That's um, for the Switch, right? Yeah, Mario Odyssey, yeah, for Switch. No, no, this was this was a, uh, the last main series Mario game. But yeah, I mean, there's death counters, like how many lives you've lost on levels. And I remember like one level, I have like a hundred lives lost. And then like eventually they'll give you like a suit that makes you invincible or something like that. But then the thing is too, it's like even if you use the invincible suit, you're still, you know, falling off a cliff or whatever to your death. I so sorry, actually I I gotta jump in on this. This is something I've seen in a few games and I can't think of which one's in my head, but the whole kind of like, okay, you've you you've had a hard enough time. Here, we just gonna make it easy this encounter easy for you. I kinda hate that. I kinda don't like that. It's like no, if I'm having a hard time with this, I wanna overcome this on my own, not have the game go here. Just just keep going. I, I like that it exists. I do mm. think it's a little condescending when they're like, <laughs> it's like there I am in my underpants only in my living room going, you think you're better than me game. You think you can tell me how to what they fuck you. Game fuck five. you, Mario. I, I can do your invincibility. And then it just becomes like bad Lieutenant Harvey Keitel. So, yeah. Um, and then like another thing um, that is kind of interesting that um, I, I remember happening back in the day was you would have a lot of these like old like Super Nintendo games and stuff and like Sega Genesis games and whatever that um very early on in the game would have a very intense difficulty spike maybe around like the second or third level just for like a very brief brief moment of like insane difficulty um and that was for the specific reason that they didn't want you to rent the game from Blockbuster for a weekend and then beat it in one weekend and then you know never buy it again or never rent it again etc 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 that's interesting i never thought about that that's interesting yeah so they so they had these like yeah these like insane difficulty spikes right at the beginning because yeah because they you know you rent the game you beat the game and you know you're you you get the the weekend pass you know get on a friday return it on a sunday and you're never going to do it again they want you to be like oh this game's dope i couldn't get past this part i'm gonna ask for this game for christmas type thing and is but, it always like after that it, the game sort of levels off again, becomes easy again for a bit, well, or is it, it just? It's just well, it's just like kind of like a spike, right? So it's just like there's like the gradual increase. Like think of it as like a graph. There's just like a gradual yeah. increase um, vertically over time for like over levels for difficulty. Yeah. But then around like the second or third level, there'd just be like this huge spike, and they would just like level back up, and then just like kind of go back on that like trajectory. So, yeah, so, like, it would level a spike in hardness, but then it doesn't go back to being as easy as the first. It sort of stays at that hardness and keeps going after that? No, no, like, the... No, 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 it's, like, no, it's it, it spikes and then comes back down to, like, the regular trajectory of hardness. Okay. I think this is, like, the first podcast where we've needed, like, a graphing calculator or something for me to understand i'm, I'm not uh, so think of it as a spike a spike goes up and then it goes back down so right like, so yeah like okay so that's what i was saying so like there's a steady upward thing it just has this one moment where it's hard but then it can, goes back down and keeps going yes. up on the same slope yeah there we go every okay. like what is it is it calculus or geometry which is algebra which is the one that does uh graphs in mathematics parabolas and shit i don't know oh, yeah well trig- if any of them are listening right now they're no. like is it trigonometry it might be Man, trigonometry. i don't know no nah, it's not I know Don't it's not algebra, but that's like X plus Y. All anyway. right. <laughs> so what have you have you played like any super easy games, you reckon? Like is there any games that stand out where you're just like, wow, that was a cakewalk? Games that were super easy that I've played. Let me think. Let me think. Um ooh, shaking my head right now. The the truth is, I have probably started very easy games, but first of all, I'm terrible at finishing games. I'm I'm gonna admit that right now. Like I I Rarely. It's like me with drinks. I, I I have a problem. I do not finish drinks. How goddamn dare you? As a drinker, I am so annoyed with you right now. Um, but like, I just don't finish games. So I think if any game is too easy, it's almost like the inverse of the too hard, where it's like, okay, because uh, and gosh, this is a good question. I I wish I I wish I had uh, kn- known this question was coming. I would have actually had to do some research. I, I can't it would really have been, think of it, it. It almost was like I should have sent the question to you beforehand. Yeah. Hmm. I know you sent that list, but like, I mean, I read it, but it didn't stick with me. So, mm. yeah, I'm not that smart. Um, but honestly, those kinds of games where it's like really easy, I know I've played several, but they just kind of slide from my memory because the games that stick with me have either like a really good story or a certain level of challenge or an interesting world. But the games where I'm just breezing through, 
it probably means that I'm not even taking the time to sort of be engaged with the world they're creating kind of thing. So, um, yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm actually at a loss right now. I'm, I honestly can't think about it. There'll be a corrections in an upcoming episode when I'll mention one or two games like this. There, there are a bunch of games that are notoriously easy and then people uh, play them for platinums on like PlayStation or like what is it gamer score on Xbox gamer points gamer uh point? yeah it's a gamer score N- name a couple of those games maybe i'm maybe i'm uh there's a Hannah Montana game <laughs> okay no i haven't played the Hannah Montana game <laughs> so there's a yeah there's like one there's like a bunch of like kids games and stuff where um they're just super easy and you can just like get a platinum in like fucking like 2 hours of playing a, a lot of like there was like um Another one is like, uh, like the Pixar. A lot of the Pixar games, the Pixar mm-hmm. video games, are pretty much like all the p- trophies in it are pretty much just like beat the level, p- like play the game, beat the level. Um, there's like websites that outline like achievements and trophies or whatever you want to call them in games, and then like rank games based on difficulty of the platinum. So when you're saying very easy games that you've gone through, you mean kids games? It sounds like like Mattel, Barbie, Princess. Adventure oh yeah, there's Castle. there's ones of those. There's one like I haven't played like a Barbie one, but yeah, there's definitely Barbie games that people just rent or whatever, or, like borrow off a friend and they'll just fucking like play through. Have, have you uh, ever breezed through a game that was actually designed for teens and up? Um, no, my I I have to stay. Uh, like I have to play the 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 what is it the what's what's the lowest family? rating? Is it family? I think it's no, that's movies. It's not. It used to be e, K e to for A. Everyone. Yeah, e it's for everyone. E for everyone. It used to be K to A. That's that's how old I am. Is that's what I'm thinking? Of like the K to A. I'm only allowed to play E for everyone games, so mm. I have a lot of shitty platinums. But no, as far as far as like easy easy games go, um, I don't know. I feel like it would probably be like a platformer but then all the platformers i've played whether it be like like the donkey kong games or whatever like yeah like they they're they're pretty easy to a point but then it's like if you want all the collectibles or you like get to those like secret levels they get insanely hard so i don't know if i've outright played like a super easy game well actually you know i, I it's funny when you as soon as you mentioned nintendo that's sort of ringing a bell on me i'm gonna mention a very big popular game i definitely breeze through goldeneye on the easiest or sort of quote normal level back when it came out and like was just like just like i remember going through that in like a weekend or something like that it was so easy it's definitely was a game that i found you had to jack up the levels the the difficulty to make it more interesting where it added more objectives and i can't remember if it made enemies harder but it definitely a little bit became a more complicated thing to run through level but yeah goldeneye was definitely i think the first time i played it was like oh i just want to check this out you know i've been playing some multiplayer with friends i want to i got my own copy let's see it was like single player and i just breezed through it on normal and was like okay that was actually pretty short mm-hmm. yeah it, it's it's definitely one of those games that the um what do you call it the um the difficulty or like the challenge lies in playing it on like the secret agent and mm-hmm. getting like all the achievements and unlocking like dk mode and paintball mode and all that shit but yeah, yeah definitely yeah, it, it's definitely not a tough game on like the first playthrough yeah yeah so i mean alternately what what do you think is the hardest game you've played Ooh, the hardest game I've ever played. I'm going to have to give that to... Actually, uh, referencing back to the word Odyssey. uh, There was a Japanese role-playing game called Something Odyssey that I remember playing. And this actually goes back to something you were talking about earlier, where in Western-style games, especially role-playing games, there's sort of like a steady difficulty increase no spike mm-hmm. like to avoid blockbuster rentals but it's like you steadily increase the thing one of the things that's interesting about japanese role-playing games and i've actually had a lot of i've rented a bunch over the years or bought a bunch of the years and definitely haven't finished them all because they they start off really easy and you go through like hours of just like sword hit sword hit things dead sword hit sword hit things dead you, you're barely touching anything and then suddenly you hit this like boss where you're just like, what am I doing wrong? Dude, it's because Japanese, Japanese RPGs, like Japanese, like the Japanese gamer market loves the grind. They fucking love it. So like when, what you're supposed to do with that scenario is go back to like the lower level area and just like fucking fight low level NPCs for like three hours till you can get your level up. Because like, that's what traditionally, like, again, I'm, I know I'm being 
fucking broad here. I'm painting in broad strokes, but that's the way a lot of Japanese games are. Like they like Japanese people love the fucking grind. Lost Odyssey. That's what it was called. Lost Odyssey. Cool. I've never heard of it. Oh, uh, I mean, I remember it was good. I was actually like really into it, and then it just kind of. There was a fight, and I don't know why I'm pictures in my head. It was like three worms or dragons in a city, and you're fighting them, and it just it. There have been sort of like bossish fights or tougher fights before, and it's like okay, yeah, it's a little bit spiked, but this one was just like, what am I doing? And I think over the years, actually, I came to realize what you just said is 100 percent correct. That like, there are definitely games you're supposed to grind. When I did a uh, Final Fantasy 12, which I really like, um, I definitely was like, okay, I'm just going to spend this hour I'm playing this afternoon just going through this one level over and over and just killing and killing and killing and killing and killing until I get like resources and money and whatever so yeah it's it's definitely a different mindset western role-playing games tend to be very much once you've cleared an area or you get the upgrade an area, yeah you yeah. don't need to go back to it uh yeah it's like it's like a lot of western games it's like you get the upgrade from beating the boss or like mm-hmm. you get the upgrade from you know opening the chest but like a lot of especially turn-based RPGs and RPGs and stuff, it's like you need to really fucking grind to get there, to like yeah. get that reward. And it's always like, you know, if you're level 10 in a Western role-playing game, you can handle a guy who's 11, 9 will be easy sort of thing, but you're always kind of only meeting those you might meet at 12, but in JRPGs it really does feel like if you're 10, you're handling a bunch of like level 5s and suddenly this level 26 guy comes along. You're like, oh my god, what? A... I have I have ruined ga- I have ruined games before by by grinding too hard, though. Have yeah. you ever done that? I've I've def I've definitely like, um, Knights of the Old Republic two. You couldn't really grind in that game except for one area. I remember there were these like, kind of tougher enemies that were in the area that you know didn't really respawn. Where, but I remember which there, part of this was this? It was one of like the initial planets, and it was this like giant kind of. I remember it was like in a, like kind of like a dungeon hallway. Like it was like kind of like a techie looking dungeon. And there were these kind of like do back monsters. And I remember if you just like walked down the hallway and walked back, they would just respawn. And I was like, oh, whatever. I'll just grind off these guys for a while. And then yeah. I got greedy and then just like grinded and grinded and grinded. And then I remember just like the whole rest of the game was just a cakewalk. And I ended up like fucking two shotting the final boss. So I've definitely ruined games by grinding too hard. Oh, absolutely. Like that's something I've. I've well, I said uh, Final Fantasy 12. I really like that game, but I haven't finished it. And I think it's because. I really liked the game, but realized you had to do so much grinding for it. So I was grinding and just grinding and grinding. And then after a point being the magpie inside the human form that I am, I was like, ooh, new shiny game. And I would just go on to that and just kind of forgot it. Um, I find you need, to, with at least my preference, you need to have kind of a steady increase of power, both in toughness yeah. and your own toughness, for me to sort of stick with the game. Like Mass Effect does that pretty well. And uh, the Dragon Age series also as well. Um, yeah. No, it's... Uh, yeah, I definitely ground, grinded, uh, ground, grinded, ground. I think, I think um, grinded, grind. I definitely did a bunch of grinding for Final Fantasy twelve, and I think that's why I've never finished the game because you just kind of go over the same everywhere, and it's fine. It's it's a great game. I think it's one of the. I think it's probably my favorite Final Fantasy game. I do uh, love it. It's it's great. Yeah. Um. I though to be fair, I haven't played like the first four or five. Um. But yeah, I definitely fade off when I have to do a lot of grinding. So I think I've over the years have learned that like JRPG style grinding games are not really for me. I can start them, but I won't finish them. So mm-hmm. it sucks. Um, as far as the hardest game I've ever played, I think I'd, I mean, I already mentioned it, but I think it would probably be Metal Gear Solid 2 on European Extreme. Yeah. Um, I, again, I haven't played a whole... I mean, maybe Cuphead as well, but, like, I didn't have, like, a huge amount of time with Cuphead. Um, like, I, I played a bunch of it as a friend's house, but, like, I I've, I don't own it, so I haven't, like, you know, sat down and played through it. Um, yeah, I don't know. And then, I mean, as far as also, like, there, there's a lot of games, too, where, like, you think you're good, and you're like, oh, man, like, Street Fighter or something, or, like, a shooter or something, and you're like, yo, I'm pretty good at this game. You're just, like, mopping the floor with the computer. But then you, like, go online, and you just get destroyed. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I've, I've long since learned that online, sh- in-game shooting, I'm generally okay with first-person shooters. I'm not going to say I'm in, but I can hold my own. But when it comes to online, I'm, like, 
at best a middling to slightly better than middling player and even that feels like i'm tooting my own horn too much yeah yeah we always say we're we're, you and i we're like better than average at destiny but like that ain't saying much like yeah there's still 49 percent of the pack that are better than us yeah, there's a, yeah, we're at like 51 and the other 49 are just yeah. like... The worst part is is when Destiny used to have connection uh, skill-based matchmaking, which was better, but we'll talk about that later. Uh, you kind of get connected with people who are good. And you're like, oh, this is going well. And then you have like one match, you're like, oh, we blew up these guys. Great. And then the game would be like, oh... Oh, so you're slightly better than we initially thought. Here, you're going to play with these guys. And you're like, hey, what's... Oh, my God, I'm getting killed constantly. Like, that's a game... I love Destiny's Crucible, but I there are times when it is such a seesaw between this is the easiest uh, game I've ever played to like, oh my god, I, I am not good at anything in my life. I mean, if I can't beat this one guy in control, I I shouldn't do anything. My, my life's a joke. All right. Well, I think to finish it off, I'm going to ask you one last question. What is the hardest gameplay experience you've ever had? Like what encounter or, you know, boss or, you know, fucking ledge, whatever in a game would you say is the is the hardest you've ever experienced? Well, I'd have to go back to Lost Odyssey for that one boss fight that I only vaguely remember as being tough. But set, set the stage, set the stage with this boss fight. What's this no? Boss I'm actually fight I'm actually going to talk about a different part, a different game, and it's weirdly from my favorite series, Mass Effect. Bioware pays me a lot of money to keep plugging it. Um, Shilling for it, Big Bioware. Oh yeah, Big Bioware. I'm I'm deep in their pocket. And big it's, EA, unfortunately, I guess. smells like Anthem in here. It's really kind of like. <laughs> Uh, no, it's, it looks nice, but I don't know. I like flying around. Uh, anyways, um, in Mass Effect 3, minor spoilers ahead for Mass Effect 3, so jump ahead six hours in this podcast and you'll probably be safe. There's a point when you go back to the Citadel, which is kind of like the central space station of the game series, and uh, shit's gone down. There's some problems and you got to fight your way through the Citadel. I won't say anymore. I'll try and keep it vague. There is one point, and this is such a minor point, this is not a boss fight, this is not anything, where you kind of go along, you fight your way through this area, sort of this uh, balcony in the Presidium, and then you jump over a gap, and there's some enemies waiting for you there. And there was just like, I distinctly remember, like when I first played that game, you know, I've been breezing through the game up to then. I've been sort of keeping an eye on my character. Hey, who am I going to romance? What's going on? This game's great. And then I got to this one part, and every time I made that jump, I would just get swarmed by these enemies and die constantly for, like, I must have tried it for hours one night and was just, like, almost pulling up my hair, almost on the verge of tears, just like, well, maybe I should just stop playing video games. Maybe I should, maybe I should <laughs> just, you know, should just go live in the woods as a hermit that's still a viable profession like it just drove me crazy and i'm gonna say what it finally took was the classic solution to this and any other really challenging part of video game put the controller down turned off the system went to bed woke up the and next you morning one shot at the next morning and then the next day it was like uh, i think i died one more time but then it was like i was able to get past it. but i there it's such a it was such a minor point you literally just jump over a gap and you're still on the same balcony it wasn't any really story or anything big villain it was just something about how the enemy uh spawned in kind of yeah like they were they were ready for me and anywhere i go i just kept getting like just getting swarmed or something like that. and there was like snipers who were just always had my number it was such a yeah that it's kind of weird. It's like, I'm sure nobody else even remembers this moment, but this one moment in Mass Effect 3, just like to this day, I still kind of have not flashbacks, but I'm like, damn, that part really beat me. That part really had my number for some reason. How about yourself? Um, Again, it would probably be that Harrier that I couldn't beat. Uh, sorry, not the Harrier, the Fat Man in, mm-hmm. in Metal Gear, but I've already talked about that. So I'm going to talk about a couple different uh, 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 other ones, but... um. One of them was in the game Kingdom Hearts. About uh, three quarters through the game, I'd say you have to fight a Michael character. Eisner. No. Wow, that's a that's a bit of a dated reference, but okay. Hey, what can I say? I'm an old man. All right, sh- shout out to Michael Eisner. What up? Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, so you have to fight this one character. Uh, Kingdom Hearts spoilers, whatever. It's a fucking 20-year-old game. Um, you fight your friend Raikou. Raikou? Raikou. Um, sure. Raikou. I don't know. I can't remember. Anyway. And Commander Riker from Star Trek? So Yes. He fucking lifts his leg over a chair like a boss every time. So the boss fight is extremely difficult. 
it is just a fucking tough ass boss fight where you just have to like your timing has to be perfect he's got a ton of health and you just have to you know whittle him down and just be safe and whatever the worst part is and this is terrible game design but every single time you die and you fight him again you have to watch the same fucking cutscene every time and it's like it's like we not talked about this yep it's like 30 seconds long and it's just like it's like and it's unskippable like un it's completely unskippable and like every time you watch the cutscene you have to watch it i i'm all for unskippable cutscenes the first time you watch it 100 percent. you have a story let me throw that story my way i want to see it but if it's like the eighth time i'm fighting some boss and it's like i have to sit through like uh like you said a 30 second a minute or whatever even if it's just 10 seconds like okay yes i know he's calling me a jerk and that he's got the secret plans to blow up the world let me just, i'm just always seeing square or space bar or whatever going like get me past this no that sounds terrible yeah. was this uh, the final boss of the game you said no you said no, it was part no, of the way it was through, like right? three quarters i'd say was the rest the of the game as challenging Oh, I'd say the game has challenging parts. There's also you also fight uh, Sephiroth as like a secret boss in the game. Like in the, I remember there's like this like kind of like Hercules arena type thing, and you can unlock Sephiroth as like an optional like hidden boss. And I only beat him by cheesing him because there's this like attack where you can like throw your Keyblade, which is a sword mixed with a key. And when you throw your Keyblade, you have, like, a bunch of iframes. Like, you're pretty much invincible for, like, the whole throw. So I literally just, like, did that over and over and over again to beat him for, like, five minutes. So, yeah. So there are some tough parts in the game. But, like, that's that's one of them. Also, another very difficult uh, encounter, and, and you're familiar with this one, is the final boss of the King's Fall raid. Which I know you think is bad content. Uh, uh, the, the final yeah. boss of the King's Fall Raid in Destiny 1, uh, Oryx. Now, Oryx is a badass motherfucker. You fought him all through the storyline of uh, Taken King. And then you fight him. Uh, finally, you go to his realm and you fight him in the raid. And he's this, this big giant dude. And essentially what you got to do is like create these like four orbs that are bombs. And then you have to like detonate these bombs at the same time. Anyway, the whole thing is you have to like create these bombs like on four different cycles and it's just it's just a punishing punishing encounter where any sort of slip up like you know for instance not taking care of a yellow bar centurion at the right time uh, <laughs> you gotta make them a priority you gotta make those a priority it's, oh it's... uh for the listeners these are in jokes between me and uh Andrew. what what times what time sam and i were doing king's fall and i may have gotten a little bitchy about a yellow bar centurion not being made a priority uh, i'm just saying it's not bad content it's just like you don't need the daughters part it's it's too long oh daughters is 100 percent unnecessary anyway so yeah so i remember the first time so i, I had gotten to oryx like the like first of all we're all under level this was like maybe like week two or week three so you're still like slightly under leveled for the encounter and I think this was maybe the second or third time I had gotten to Oryx with different uh, pickup groups online, just like LFG, just randos that I that I found online. And I remember, oh, this is so shitty that I'm outing myself for this. It was my anniversary that day. Ooh, <laughs> son, no. Son. Take it from the guy who's never in a relationship because... I'm an outsider, well, so I can be objective. Well, I'm not in a relationship, relationship now. Maybe that's why. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, that's probably a fact. So anyway, so we got to like Oryx at, I don't know, it took us maybe a couple hours. It wasn't too tough to get there. And then we finally get to Oryx and I don't know, it's maybe like 3 p.m. or something like that. And I have like dinner plans with my girlfriend at the time for our anniversary at like 6. So it's like getting closer and closer and closer to 6. And then I'm just finally like, oh. Like we're so close. Like we're get we're like all the mechanics are there. Like we we're we're executing. It's all perfect. We just need that run where like we can execute this mechanic like four times in a row and just like nail it. And then like it gets to be six. It gets to be like past six, and I can just feel her just like not happy with me. I'm like, oh, we're so. Wait, close. was we're she so- like sitting there next to you? No, she was like in the other room. Oh. Son, no, 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 this is, this is, wow. I, t- wow. I said I wasn't sure if I should out myself, but I thought it was kind of a funny story. So. Oh, it's a great story. I'm, I'm, I'm chuckling about it. So we finally got it done. And yeah, we, I fucking hopped in the shower quick, put on, put on some decent clothes and 
we were a little late. We didn't have reservations, but we, we went out for dinner, had a lovely dinner, beat Oryx. I was fucking on cloud nine, fucking so happy. I'm like, yes. As soon, like, as soon as I beat him, I'm like, okay, guys, go. I got to go. Bye. And I think it was literally like, you know when there's those times where you're like, okay, guy, like one last time. Okay, one more try. And then finally you're like, all right, this is seriously the last try, guys. Like, I'm so sorry. Like, you never want to be that one guy to like ditch a raid team. Oh, no, I enjoy being that guy. Well, I mean, you're 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 aloof. You're noncommittal. I get it. Um, So, yeah. So so I didn't like but it was literally like, okay, guys, like this is literally the last try. I'm like telling my girlfriend at the time, like last try. I swear. I swear to you. Last try. What, What? Whatever happens. Last try. And then we fucking nailed it. We beat it. Took down Oryx. That was my first time. I was super happy. Like, and then what we talked about earlier, you get those good brain chemicals, those good endorphins going for finally achieving that goal. And yeah, went out for dinner, had a lovely dinner. And so, but the highlight of that day was definitely celebrating your, how many of it was the, it it was, yes, it was the, it was the, the anniversary. Excellent. Excellent. No further questions. This process conference is over. All right. Well, on that note, I think, uh, yeah, I think that was good times. And uh, I hope that, uh, you know, games don't get shit. Well, I just, you know what? I just, as a closing thought, what I like are games where the difficulty isn't just easy, medium, hard game plus, where it's like scalable, where it's things like, uh, for example, you have a game that's like got a lot of HUD elements, like a first person role playing game. It's like, well, we can show you everything where the quest is, or you can just kind of figure it out on your own. Like, I, I think difficult needs to be scalable in a game and the the more options a game gives me for scaling that difficulty the happier i am mm-hmm. and and like you got to have those moments too right it's like even if you do have a very hard game you gotta have those moments where you like even after like a hard moment like you gotta be able to take your breath and you gotta yeah. you gotta be able to just like chill and, and just like have those like decompression times even like movies books whatever it's just it's just well it's just pacing unless you're a horror game then just fucking throw all the horror at me all the time fuck it okay (laughs) all right i don't have a sarcastic comment for that (laughs) all right dude well thanks a lot for your time and uh yeah man we'll catch you on the next one absolutely take it easy all right later hey guys thanks for tuning in to buffs and nerves podcast don't forget to rate subscribe to the mind finder channel and follow us across all social media platforms 